Shooters Connection offers products for competition shooters by competition shooters. With over 80 years of combined competition shooting experience, Shooters Connection is staffed by master and grandmaster shooters who live the shooting sports every day. We offer same-day shipping. Shooters Connection also sponsors over 100 of your matches every single year. So when it comes to finding everything you need to compete as a beginner or a seasoned grandmaster, Shooters Connection is the only name you need to know. Online at ShootersConnectionStore.com. What's up, everybody? This is the Hit Factor. We have myself, Jeremy Reed, USPSA. Uh, I'm a master class in production, I think. I think I still have that title. Yeah, I was wondering if we were going to do that, like some of the other podcasts. Like, ah, oh, Jeff Cawthon, Grandmaster. <laughs> I think, I mean, I think that would add to, I think we should. I don't, what? I don't see how that does anything. I mean, I'm not saying that. What if you just introduce us all? Uh, I, so I'm Jeremy Reed, uh, again, I think pretty sure. Grandmaster. Production. I'm pretty sure that's master class in production with like, like an actual B class, but it's just master because you know, I have you should, you should lead with your, your class. Grandmaster Reed. Oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should do that. Sure. Uh, so if that's the case, then we have master class Jeff. Uh, master Jeff. You can, you yeah. can call me Master Jeff. Uh, we'll call sure. him Master Jeff. Uh, he's And then we have Grandmaster Sasquatch. And uh, I'm just Master in L10. Oh. Okay, so we have Master Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. We have a bunch of Masters. We don't have any GMs really on this show. So, like, maybe there's other shows that are more qualified, like better shooters that, that I don't know, maybe you should listen to them. But we're glad that you're here to listen to us or watch us on the YouTube, whichever the case is. Yeah. And uh, what do, what do you guys got on uh, – what do you got on tap tonight? Um. I have my good old fashioned water. That's good. I got some water too. You gotta have, always gotta have the water. Um, have you seen, seen my? Have you noticed my glasses? Like, actually, they're like Pioneer Woman glasses or something. But oh like, my gosh! They're like heavy glass. Like they're like the perfect size. Like, like they're great for soaking Oreos in. Like they're just they're good. Like they're good glasses. I have noticed those. They just kind of remind me of, like. Really old glasses. Yeah, grandma's house. Yeah, they're like, like old grandma's yeah. house glasses, but they're like, yeah. they're not old. They're only like five years old. Uh, Pioneer Woman. Pioneer Woman's great. If y'all don't know that, is she? Yeah, yeah. She's in Oklahoma, right? Oh, that I don't know. If I'm pretty she... pretty positive. Mm. She's. she's yeah, I thought it was just a brand. Is it like a person? Yeah, no, oh, yeah. I think there is a person, but if she's from Oklahoma, that definitely lowered my opinion. It of is, her. it is a person that became a brand. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So what? Sasquatch has water. Sasquatch has been kind of slacking in the in the whiskey department lately. Well, I generally yes. just try not to drink this late. Does it keep you up? Really? Like. Jeff, have you ever known, like, the history that you have known, Jeff, has the time of day ever been a reason it for him not to what, drink? Depends on what I got to do. I've been busy with work, and I try to get up and go to the gym in the morning. So it's so dedicated. I'm glad I to cut hear back that. my uh, alcohol late at night. That's probably 
That's probably smart. I'm going to wake up and work out tomorrow, but I'm still going to have some. So I'm having some Penelope. Uh, Jeff has some of this same stuff, this Penelope. It's a MGP product. It's sourced whiskey. But this is an American light whiskey. Uh, mm. It's aged 13 years. It's pretty. I thought I would think Jeff would like it, but it's 128.4 proof. Uh mm it's it's so a light whiskey normal bourbon is like has to go into a new oak barrel uh it's the only way it can't be called bourbon unless it goes into a new oak barrel this is it's called light whiskey because it's going in like it's aged in a used barrel probably a, it may say it on here but i haven't read it but i it may be like probably like a used bourbon barrel is like or a, right. a used whiskey barrel of some kind and then it's aged like 13 years so it gives a, it gives a lot different uh, kind of different flavor, but this one's kind of I call this one like a dessert whiskey because it's pretty it's pretty sweet, but it's like uh, it's kind of like artificial artificial sweet, like like almost like confectioner's sugar sweet type really type thing. Not like a not like a honey sweet or molasses sweet, kind of like you get in some other some mm-hmm. other bourbons. Um, so Jeff, being that it's kind of like a, a like a fake sweet, kind of like a Coke Zero, like a like mm-hmm. Diet Coke, like something like that. I think Jeff yeah. would like it, but it may be too much for his palate. Because at 128.4. Yeah. I did see a bottle the other day I thought about buying. What was it? Uh, uh, it was Rare Breed, but Rye. Yeah. They really made it. Yeah. Yeah, they came out with that either last year or two years ago. Um, and it's pretty popular. Like, it's, it's the equivalent of Rare Breed, but just a... It's a rye, and if you like rye whiskeys, uh, it's a good one to have. Oh, so the next time I'm at the store, I'll grab a bottle. Yeah, and it'll be one that you'll like. You should be able to find it, kind of whenever, whenever you want to, whenever you want to get it. But I like rye. Rye are rye are great. They're kind of like my like a real go to during the winter time. Um, but rye are good. I'm a big fan of rye. Um, I'm drinking tequila. I bought like a huge bottle of tequila for a party we went to the other night and not many people drank it. Actually, I don't think anybody drank it. So I brought it home and now I have a ton of tequila, but I like tequila. So most people like, I've actually met way more people that really dislike tequila than like tequila. And I think it's because they like, I don't know, in college or whatever, they had a really bad experience and drank too much tequila. That's what, like, most people that I encounter have had a really bad experience with tequila. Uh, but I haven't. I like tequila, so. Everybody has something that they drink way too much of one time. And they yeah. don't like anymore. For me, it's vodka. Really? I don't think I have anything. Even even the stuff I've drank a lot of and had a poor experience with, like I'd probably still drink. But yeah, I'm just drinking some some tequila, and I put like half a shot glass of uh, margarita mix in there, just give a little sweetness. What uh, what kind of tequila is it? Dude, I don't remember the name. It's like a probably it's a great Spanish. value. Esponse. It's like a nice tequila. Espelon? I mean, maybe. Dude, I don't know. It's one that we bought in the past that we like. So, 
Yeah, tequila is one that like I, I have a couple that I've used like as for like mixers for like making margaritas and stuff. But it's one yeah. that I would like to find like a bottle of tequila that I like. I don't want to get. I don't want to have a whole bunch of bottles of tequila. I have enough liquor in my house, but yeah. I would like to have like one bottle that I like to either mix or just drink straight. But I haven't really. I haven't come. I haven't found that. Found it yet. So yeah, yeah. I'm definitely not a tequila expert we just bought this tequila and i liked it so that's what i buy yeah i mean that that that's a good way to do it yeah so that's what we're drinking i can't find the brand awesome i don't know what it is uh so we are like 10 days out from nationals but this should air like the week of nationals uh of I think they're calling it Classic Nationals this year. So it's in Talladega, Alabama, which I have not talked to a single person that's excited about going there for that. Um, Or a single person that's excited about having it in May, but our lovely board continues to do that. Uh, It is single stack, revolver, and limited 10 all in one match. I believe it is 12 stops and like 15 stages. So kind of what I would consider a small level two match. Um, but it's our nationals that cost like 280 bucks. Um, so getting all the jury sad, like complaining out of the way mm-hmm. we yeah, have. Yeah. So I got, a, I kind of got that handled. I think um, we have predictions coming up oh yeah so what so i think we need it so we're gonna do like revolver and l10 are pretty small are small enough that we're only gonna we're just gonna pick the winners in those uh and then single stack is deep enough that we're gonna pick top three and there's kind of there's kind of when you start going down to like three it gets pretty interesting uh and are y'all gonna predict where i place absolutely yes that should be fun it's gonna Uh, be tough because you haven't shot much this year well, I haven't. Yeah, I mean, I've shot. Yeah, I've shot two matches, and uh, you know, those haven't been like yeah. super high quality matches for me. Um, a so, little, a little underwhelming. Yeah, I think that's a good way to not quite meeting my potential. But we can say, like, if we're gonna keep it positive, maybe <laughs> room for improvement. Room for improvement. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Okay. Um, learning experiences, definitely. Um, so, uh, do you guys want to start with Revolver? Should we all just guess it at the same time? Because I think we're going to pick the same person. Is Poji shooting? Poji is shooting, yes. Okay. Uh, I do have a little bit of insider on Poji. So, Poji shot, uh, obviously he shot the World Speed Shooting Championship here. Like That was like a yeah. week ago, I think, or two weeks ago. And uh, he's actually been in Texas almost since then because like one of his best friends was getting married and so he's like spent like the week there so poji has probably done less shooting coming into this match than any recent nationals at all yeah. um so like and i don't i don't know how much he's gonna he's building a like he's been building a house so and then like he's like like he's he's general contracting it and doing he's an electrician so he's doing all of that work and he's doing a lot of the other work to it so he's yeah. been he's been busy with non-shooting stuff. Um, so then the question is, can somebody 
sneak up there and and clip him. Uh, so the the revolver guys uh, are Caleb Higby, James McGinney, Alex Backen, Vincent Gunther. I don't. I have no idea who that is. So um, David Ohaso, Rich Wolf, and Poji. Rich is kind of the number two guy, right? Rich is a guy that that pushed him pretty hard. I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but Rich, Rich is yeah, Rich is one of those guys that can definitely be up there. Um, I'm actually not seeing the guy that sh- that shoots. Where is he at? Um, Josh. I'm not seeing Josh on here. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what's up with with Josh if he's not shooting. I didn't I didn't see him. Uh, in the so I guess maybe Josh isn't shooting. Josh Lentz is normally a guy that's that's in that top three. Um, so I'm gonna pick Poji. I'm just gonna I'll just go with that. Uh, I gotta pick. I'll agree. Right. Hard to uh, hard to go against the guy that's been winning. Yeah. Jeff. I mean, I'll pick Poji. Okay, that's it. We're either all right or we're all wrong. Pretty much. Let me write that down. All right. So then, so then we got L ten. The guys shooting L ten. I'm. I don't. I don't mean to be like like if I look over somebody or anything like I'm not trying to be mean to anybody that's shooting L ten that I just didn't recognize their name. Or maybe I just didn't see the name, but the guys that I think that we have in it are we got Travis Tomasi, we have Casey Reed, um, Mason Lane looks like he's signed up for it, and I think Gorka, Gorka Abanias, uh, Gorka's always he's always up mm-hmm. there in like that ninety-seven percent. He's kind of like he's kind of like John Browning. He's always up there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, and my quick look through the, they don't really have like a L10 super squad. So like, in my quick look through, the shooters, those are the those are the ones that I saw that stuck out. Um, so I, I think it's that. I think those are the. I think those are the four that we have to choose from for L10. Those are the four guys that have been there before. Yeah. Certainly. Uh, they've all won. All of those have won except for – all of those I think have won an L10 title. No, Mason hasn't won an L10. He's won a limited title. But all of them have a national title except Gorka. Mm-hmm. And, and Gorka mm-hmm. certainly could win. So, Jeff, who you who are you picking for L10? Um, I will pick Mason. He's the are we picking top defending. three or just winner? Just winner for L10. Just winner? Okay. I mean, he's the two-time defending limited champion, and obviously he's used to shooting production, so low cap doesn't yeah. bother him. Yeah, his low cap, in his load way. is pretty insane. We know he can handle major. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't see any reason not to pick him for me. Sasquatch? I'll agree on Mason. Um, you know, coming off back-to-back limited titles, he's a, a pretty strong front runner. Obviously, yeah. the other guys are, are quite good. 
Not that one of them couldn't sneak up there, but Mason's a safe bet. Man, I hate picking like the same thing that everybody else picks. Pick somewhere uh, else. If I was gonna pick, if I was gonna pick somebody else, I think I would pick Gorka because I think he's been he's been shooting pretty good. Um, well, Gorka has another advantage. He is out of uh, Florida, I think. So you know, he said nice weather to train. I don't think it's been warm very long in Mason's neck of the woods. No, for sure. Uh, I I highly doubt it's been warm where he's at. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I know Casey. I'm pretty sure he shot like Florida Open. I know he's. I think I've I've seen him shoot a couple matches. Um, I don't know if he was shooting limited or production. I know he had talked about going back to production. I think I he shot if, production at Florida Open. I think, did he? Didn't he win it? Uh, it's like no. Neil's shot production at Florida Open. So and Neil's Neil's won that. Or was that Area Six? Crap, I can't remember. Has Area 6 already been shot? Yes. Oh, that was Area 6. Florida Open, I don't remember. I'm sorry, I got... I got Florida Open, Sal won in production. Okay, but did Casey shoot it in production? Yeah, he was second. At what percentage? At 95%. 95. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it'd be, it's between... My guess for this match, my, I, my thinking is between Mason and Gorka. Uh... So I will the fact that Mason has been able to win a couple, I will go Mason's way. It's harder. I think it's harder to win that first one than it is that third one normally. Mm. For Makes most people. Sense. So. Yeah, I mean this match does add a lot of different challenges though. Only two days, fifteen stages. So. Yeah, I mean it's I mean, definitely one that like you know you get off to like a you have a bit of a rough spot and the match is short enough that you yeah. can. Like you can be in trouble. Like it, it, you won't have enough stages to make to catch up. Oh, yeah, less room to separate, less room to make up a mistake. Yeah, so it could it it could go a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, I mean, might as well pick top three on that one. We got four people that we we know pretty well in the top. Okay. We can pick top three if you want. Yeah, I pick top three. What's your top three? I have Mason, Gorka, and Travis. I'm going to go Mason, Gorka, Casey. I'm going to go Mason, Travis, Casey. Mason and Travis, Casey. I got to tell Travis, like, I had to not pick Travis there because because Jeff had picked Travis, so I had to. I, I wanted to. I wanted to put Travis. Uh, what did you say, Jeremy? You Casey, said Mason, Gorka, Casey. Is that what yep. you said? Yep. Okay. All right. Single stack. The division that the most people care about. Exactly. It is the coolest division. Like, like everybody wants to shoot single stack. They just don't. That's. That's the truth of it. Dude, did y'all see that CZ Custom has the 40 in stock? I had no idea. I didn't see those or look at them before we shipped them at all. Dude. You got to get one, Jeff. The SSC in stock. You need to to pick one of those up. 
I would love to, but they're, you know, $1,800. That is your best chance of getting a single, a quality single stack for not a lot of money in four. But wait, there is a 1911 40 cal llama on Gunbroker. (laughs) I think it would be a really good purchase. Yeah, no. I mean, realistically, for 40 cows, the uh, the Dan Wesson is pretty hard to beat at that price. I mean, there's there's virtually nothing on the market. Like, the, the 40 yeah. cow single stack is virtually yeah. unexist, non-existent. It basically needs a front sight and a magwell. What front sight is on those? Uh, it's got a 60 fiber, I think, if I remember is right. Is it? So if you like that, it'd be fine, but no. I would change it. Yeah, dude. It's a good-looking gun, and it's even got front strap checkering. Yep. It's amazing. Okay, single stack predictions. Uh, so, who we got shooting in there? Uh, Nils is shooting it. Nils Jonasson. Uh, the big... Jonasson? Is it Jonasson? Yeah. yeah, that's actually... I, that's actually, I'm pretty sure, like, the, the correct pronunciation of it. Man, you better hope you're right. You get your ass chewed out. I, I'm worried. I do worry about Jessica. Um, like she's she's a little scary, but she's a cat person, so like she's not that scary because like she's a cat person. Um, but like my dog will eat her cats. I thought that made people more scary. I um, mean, it, it makes well, it makes them, it makes them scary in a like not an imposing way. It makes them like scary like. Maybe they'll poison you or like stab you in the throat, like while you're sleeping, yeah, type thing. Right. Which I could right. see that. I mean, I could see that from Jessica. Uh, wow. Okay. There's actually a chance that I'll. I, I think there's because I'm traveling with Bob Crow, and I think there's a chance that we may be staying in their VRBO. I think I'll be sleeping on the floor if that's the case. But I got it. So I probably should be nice to Jessica because I think she she'll probably listen to this. And so hi, Jessica. Mm. Uh, I would say it's a little late. Your cats are cool. Uh, actually, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if her cats are cool, and I don't know many cool cats. She does have like this cool, like, like self, like, what, like cats don't poop and pee outside. Like they pee inside, right? But they like they pee in like these boxes, I guess. But she has one that's like motorized and like robot robot thing. Like so, the cat goes in there and like it does mm-hmm. its business, and then like it like rotates it and flips it around a bunch and then it drops down and it collects it so like they can be gone for like four or five days for a match and she's got this like it's like a baby monitor for that thing and she checks in on her cats and like it has clean litter box and it's good to go i mean it seems crazy for like i figured like a cat you just turn it outside and then like if it's not there when you get back you just walk down the alley and find another one <laughs> right right that, I, I mean, that seems reasonable for a cat I mean, to me. Yeah, a lot of people do it that way. That's for sure. But all the all the cat people are going to be fans of this episode. Yeah. I, I grew up with cats. My mom always had cats growing up. And they were really? all indoor cats. Like, did they still have claws? Yes. Yeah, we didn't have any of them declawed or anything. Did they eat mice? Yeah, yeah, they would bring, uh, like, dead animals and lay them on the porch. They'd, like, give you gifts of animal okay. organs. 
I mean, like then you you at least at that point have a proper cat. Yeah. Like cats that don't have their claws anymore. Like I don't know if you guys have seen the new He Man. I've only like my kid loves the new He Man. I mean, like like every day can I watch He Man? Like and we'll watch it like on cycle. Like this He Man. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I don't. I didn't actually watch He Man growing up. But there's. Cringer, I think is. I always thought his name was Creature because Declan, my kid, like when he would say it, it sounded like he was saying Creature. But I think his name mm-hmm. is Cringer. There's like this cat in it, but in the modern cartoon, like it doesn't have any claws. And so then, like the bad guy gets it. You like, you know how worthless a cat is with no claws. And then later, he gets the power mm-hmm. of Grayskull, and he gets like these metallic prosthetic claws. Oh, the power of Grayskull. The power of Grayskull is like it's something to behold. That's like I can't wait for an update on He-Man next month. My kid, my kid, like <laughs> runs around yelling about. He has this sword. It's actually the. It's actually a foam sword, but it's like the replica of the Game of Thrones sword. Oh, uh, yeah. And he he doesn't know that, but he runs around, holds that over his head, like screaming, "I have the power!" <laughs> Why don't you just let your son watch uh, Game of Thrones? <laughs> yeah. I yeah, mean, what the hell? I mean, probably we'll wait till he's five. You know, like. <laughs> Good By the time he's five, he'll be mature enough. But we got a couple years, for sure, before he can get to that. Um, right. So we were we were uh, discussing single stack and who was shooting yes. it. So I don't know how yeah. Jeff got me off on that, but but Niels Jonasson is shooting it, uh, which is good. He has shot. I mean, like the only thing is he like he has not shot a single stack. Uh, I think he shot Western States. But he hasn't shot a single stack. He's been shooting a lot of CO, but or production, so all minor. Um, yeah. So there is like, do you think there's going to be a bit of uh, like a bit of a learning curve, like picking up single stack major for him? I would um, never count him out in an iron sight major power factor division. Yeah, I mean, like I think that's a sensible. So then yeah. you have him. You have uh, Rob Latham. Uh, Elias Frangoulis, I'm pretty sure he was second last year. John McClain was third last year. Man, I don't remember who was fourth. Uh, we have Mike Seeklander. Uh, Phil Strader was around there. Um, Paul Kerr was, he was somewhere up there. And you never, like, I wouldn't count Paul out. Uh, Tim Heron. And then the big wild card, uh, is Dave Savigny shooting it. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, Right. So, like, that's that's. I mean, I love the fact that we're seeing him back shooting again. Um, like that's and competing at big matches. So I think that's that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The question kind of is like, like, is it? Are we gonna see the see the Dave Savigny of old, or is or are we gonna see an older Dave Savigny? Uh, His shooting looked pretty strong at the results that I've seen. Yeah, well, and then the other thing, the other thing, like Dave has, he's been shooting single stack, like he shot area six, I'm pretty sure. And then he, uh, like he's posted videos of some local matches, but he's been shooting single stack minor in all of those Mm -hmm. videos. Right. Um, And typically nationals is a, like, it's tough to overcome major with minor and and nationals. now there's other matches where where minor does make sense, like old school area three, like area three used to be, but 
So those are, and then and then we got my buddy Bob Crow. Uh, is like he hasn't he hasn't shot single sack in quite a while, but he's typically a top ten guy. Uh, Scott Brown has been shooting single stack and um, seems to be shooting that fairly well. Again, like I may be I may be looking over somebody, and if we do that, like this is an obvious omission. Like mm-hmm. I feel I feel bad about that, but like it's like sometimes it's just hard to look through, and there's some people you just don't don't recognize. Um, oh, we we got uh, Paul Kerr who goes hard, man. Yeah, well, I list. I I named him. The yeah. the hard thing on something like single stack is you end up with a bunch of guys who it's not their primary division, mm-hmm. but they're really good. Yeah. So you never know how it's going to shake out. Yeah. So, uh, top three. Top three. Who you got, Sasquatch? All right. So. I think Nils is obviously a very strong pick, but I'm going to go a little dark horse on this. I'm going to pick Phil, Nils, Savigny. You're picking Phil to win. Phil the thrill. I am. Wow. Uh, he's, he's done it before. He has. His only his only national title is in single stack, uh, back when it was a one-day match in uh, Barrie, Illinois. So you've got Phil, Nils, and you had Savigny for third? I do. I think that's uh that's my choice. You see, Rob's shooting, isn't he? Rob Latham is shooting, yes. So and he has he's the he's won the last two years. Yeah, I mean no reason I mean it's at the same place, right? Yep. You kind of yeah, assume I mean, there's 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 multiple kind of stand and shoot. Like it doesn't look like mm-hmm. it's going to be obviously the, the stages can be different once they're on the ground, but it does not look yeah. like it's going to be a super physical match from a, yeah. like having to do a ton of running. Um, and so that the least but amount Rob, of movement yeah. is possible is, is good for Rob. Yeah. And Rob's been doing great at this, at this uh, range. So he has, he has shot very well. So Jeff, um, I am gonna go Nils. Dave and Rob. Mm. All the old guys. Yeah. Well Nils well, is not young it, old. Nils is old younger gun. than me. It's an it's an old gun that has withstood the test of time. That's tough because the other two people that I wanna throw in there. Would be Elias and Seaclander. I mean, honestly, like single stack, like it is like to me. After you get past the first first place guy, like single stack is very wide open. Like, yeah. like who could who can fall in that that two to six seven seventh place spot? Like, yeah. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of interchangeability uh, within that. Um, single stack's got a lot of a lot of talent in the top ten. There's a lot of like, lot of good shooters. Yeah, like like Seaclander, like he's good. He's he's pretty much consistently good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he like is like six to third place almost always, right? Or six to yeah, somewhere right in there. 
or sec- he was second when he second the year you were third. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I do and think Elias, we're... Elias, does not train and always comes unprepared, and always shows up late. That, that's, that's, pretty on point. Yeah, and the last couple of years, like, something like this gun won't run, ammo won't run, something breaks, he stabs his finger, something happens. There's, there's he has always something uh, to derail Elias. Yes, uh, yeah. I mean, in my experience, I haven't shot with him but the, the one time, really. But from what I've heard every year, and I did talk to him the next year, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and then you like see him, and uh, it's just things are going crazy. Yeah, that's that's pretty. That sounds about right. I think also in single stack, I think it'll be a very close race. I don't think there will be a ton of separation because when you start getting that many guys, they're that good. Everyone's gonna get a lot closer together. Yeah. So who'd you have, Jeff? You had Nils, Rob, yeah, Savigny, or Nils Savigny, Rob? Yeah, Nils, Dave, Rob. Okay. Um, uh, I like those. Uh, I actually talked to Nils about this at Bighorn, and right, you um, cheater. I am a cheater. Uh, his top three. I don't know if I can get. I don't. I don't know if I did. I get asked permission. I don't. I don't care. He's all right. Uh. His, I'm pretty sure his top three, if I remember correctly, he went, he went himself, Rob, and Dave. Uh, mm-hmm. He's like, man, like, how do you count out Rob? Like, he's just such a fundamentally sound shooter mm-hmm. that, like, as long as there's, like, he's not like crazy super hot. Like, he's like, you saw him struggle in Florida. Florida was not a good place for, for Rob to compete. Like, just super hot, super humid. You get the humidity in Alabama, but we're early enough that it's just like. You know, I think we're going to be in the 80s, maybe. Uh, he's only two days. Like, it's really tough to pick against Rob to do well. Um, yeah. Well, even what was it last year that it was pretty freaking hot? I think it was. It was last year that it was pretty stinking hot. Um, it could have been a little warm last year. Yeah, like I heard him talking, and he was like halfway through the day or something. He was talking about how he wasn't going to make it. He always you know? says that. Yeah, and then he, he mm. won. So and then he wins. Yeah. Well, two days instead of three also makes it a little different too. You're not keeping your stamina up over three days. You know, it's only two days of shooting. Right. All that stuff changes it. Well, for him, the so the uh, the super squad shoots p.m. a.m. So they'll shoot the afternoon the first day, and then they'll shoot a.m. the second day. So the second day, when he's kind of more tired, he's shooting in the cool of the day. Uh, before it gets hot so it's kind of weird that the super squad's shooting like normally the super squad is like like the end of the match like the super squad's finishing up and so everybody's kind of like watching like who's gonna win type deal yeah, uh, that's an odd setup. since they're doing it just a two day and they i guess didn't want to do like double pm squads or whatever i don't know they put the super squad pm am uh, they might have done that to minimize the amount of time that uh like shooting usa needs to could be be out there make it make it easier on those guys yeah yeah it could be um 
So, uh, so I, I'm going to pick Nils. Like, I think he's the best major iron sight shooter of our generation, uh, for sure. So, I'll pick. I mean, he's one of the just one of the best shooters of our generation. But I think major iron sights, like he's he's the man. So, and the last yeah. time he shot single stack at nationals, like he destroyed everyone. Like it, I mean, he destroyed everyone. Um, so I'm going to pick Nils for that. Uh, I am, I'm going to put Rob second as well. Like, because I, I do think it's, I mean, Nils kind of talked me into it a little bit, but also like if there's not a ton of movement, Mm -hmm. then he's going to be tough. Uh, and then I am going to, man, like I want to go like through like 10 people, but like, I am going to say that. Paul Kerr is not going to shoot himself in the foot this year, and he's going to get himself up into the top, the top three. Uh, I hope I he does. Like I like Paul. Like, like when he's raging, like there ain't nobody keeping up with him. Like he like, shoots so crazy fast. But he, Nuts. but he keeps it like, like the last couple of years. Like it, he's shooting crazy fast, but he's not shooting tons of penalties. I know two years ago he had just like a couple he just bombed a couple stages and that really really hurt his hurt his overall results yeah. i don't i don't remember what what he did last year i was kind of in my own world last year a bit uh but i don't so i don't remember exactly what what his did i mean john mcclain I mean, he was third last year like he, and like uh, he's yeah. still he's still shooting well like he's like yeah, i shot with him at, at bighorn uh yeah and he i mean he was shooting well there with yeah and like he didn't have any like big blowups or nothing. There were there were places you could blow up at that match. Hey, I mean, do Elias we have any? Uh, do we have any like strong hand weekend at this one? There are. There are actually. Uh, there's one. There's a standard stage. It's part time stage that has strong hand and weekend. It's kind of a little bit different than they used to be in the past. It's actually four targets, and you have so you have one shooting box where you engage. Four targets, two rounds each, freestyle, mandatory reload, engage four targets, one round, strong hand. And then there's a box forward of that where you do the same thing, but you engage it weak hand instead of strong hand. So is it more or less points than the stage would normally be? Uh, that's probably – it's right It's right, real similar to the same amount of points. It would be 120 points. Yeah, it's right at the same amount of points that it normally is. Normally it's, it's three strings with three targets. Yeah. So you said it's fixed time. I believe it's part time. Yes. So those can always throw something in the loop too, because it's just straight match points. So there's a, a lot of points to be had and a lot of points to be lost for every one of those. Yeah, I mean that's that's where Rob typically is. That's where he can really. Yeah. That's where he can separate, but that's also where like a guy like Savigny, like if he is shooting minor, like that's why yeah. that's why minor's so tough. Um, because because yeah. the standard stage is such a one of the big point stages of the match, and you, it's yeah. hard it's hard shooting minor. There is an all steel stage this year. Um, then they have two other. I'm assuming they're going to be classifier stages that are they're identical, but they're the way they've got it set up. It looks like they're in separate bays, but they're identical. But you shoot one of them, you shoot strong hand only, or part of it strong hand only, and then the other one is the same stage, but you do part of it. Weekend mm. only, if I remember correctly. So, that's something like if you're gonna pick Paul or something like that, 
something, you know, the interesting thing about Paul is, I believe it's his, his strong hand. He has no right side deltoid in his shoulder. He's missing yeah. like a shoulder muscle completely. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to like strong hand stages, it's really a struggle for him. Yeah. He has to like kind of prop his arm up, hold it with his lat, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So those are, if there's more, a lot of that on those, like that'd be tough for Paul. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those, those are my three. Uh, I, I would, I know Bob, like Bob Crow, like, I mean, I, I, he called me today a couple times a day. Um, I would pick him to be top three, but I know that he hasn't shot since Bighorn and before that he hadn't shot since Barry's. So he just like, he hasn't, he hasn't trained like he wants to. So I think he's going to get some in this week, but, uh, I will pick him to be top ten, but I I won't pick him to be top get in the top three. But it wouldn't surprise me if he snuck up in there. So where yeah. are we picking for you? That's a Jeff. good question. Oh yeah, yeah. What spot do you pick Jeremy to be? Hold on, I gotta make a whole nother freaking freaking column here, a row for for Jeremy. There we go. All right, all right, so let's think about this. Hmm. This is a tough, this is a tough one. You can hurt my feelings, it's okay. Right, thank you. <laughs> Some, some pressure off. <laughs> um, I think Jeremy's going to have a moderate year at Nationals this year. I think he'll finish... about I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of like who are those like oddballs that, that show up and, and do decent thinking how far back you can go without hurting his feelings yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go I want to I want to say eighth or ninth I'm trying to decide if I want to say eighth or ninth um I think I'm going to go eighth. We'll go eighth. I'm going to give you sixth place because you're going to get out of your own way and you're going to shoot well. Wow. I like that. Like, honestly, like, because of where I've been at mentally, like, in the past, like, year and a half, shooting-wise, like, I'll be pretty happy with top ten. Like, that's kind of what – I don't, I don't like that. I don't necessarily like that mentality, but I'm just being, I'm, I'm fairly realistic. Like I'd be happy with top 10. Uh, really like, I'm going to go right in between you guys. I'm going to, I'm going to pick seventh for myself. Am I supposed seventh? to pick myself? I'm going to pick for myself. Anyway. Yeah, you are. Uh, it's, seventh. It's allowed. Are you, are you shooting on the super squad? No. No. 
Nope. I'm shooting with me, Bob Crow, uh, Scott, and uh, um, Jack Brown, um, Todd Sindelar, Simon Cody, uh, Cote. Uh, he's the guy with no fingers from Canada. Uh, Steve Shroof, who's a, a really good shooter, really solid shooter. Uh, we've got a we've got a really good squad for a just a non nice. like an off nice. just kind of a random squad. We have a good squad, so that's good uh, to have a good squad. Uh, All right, I'm 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 starting to look forward to this match. The gun's starting to feel more and more comfortable. Oh, that's good. Uh, so that's good. I've got definitely some more. I'm going to do some more like live, like cold runs live. Yeah. On Instagram, uh, which by the time this comes out, those will be those will be over. But I'll I'll have done a few more of those. And uh, no, my shooting is starting to get more and more visual, meaning that I can. That's where my focus can. I can put my focus on on just like making just shooting when the sights are in the middle of the targets and. And like that's fast enough, and that's like, like the grip is doing what it needs to do. The trigger pull is doing what it needs to do. Um, again, it's not hundred percent. Like I still need reminders to make sure that I do what I need to do with the trigger and and grip the gun like I need to. But yeah, getting more and more confidence uh, with that. Uh, I've had some good good practice sessions lately. Dry fire is going good. Uh, I got the new T1000. I'm not, I'm not going to talk about these a whole bunch, but I got the T1000 holster on, and that thing's baller. Uh, and I got the uh, the mag pouches, his magnetic single stack mag pouches on my first first two pouches, and those things are baller. Uh, I've kind of talked with him about we're going to do a couple couple different things on on some mag pouches for in the future. Uh, but dude, those things are. Like I wished I'd had those for our our mag reload challenge because they're yeah. so cool. Oh yeah, they're like like they are like they're so solid. Like like the pouch doesn't move. Um, like they're you can't break it. They're awesome. Like they're unbreakable. They're they're great. Um, so yeah, and they and he does have he does have those for CZ and 2011. I don't know if they're available to buy yet, but like they like they are coming. Um, if they're not, if they're not available, they are coming like they're like, it's just a matter of machine time, I think of getting them out. Um, so yeah, I was testing some of the prototypes like last year, whenever he first started making them, but I'm not a big fan of bullets out, so I don't really use them. Yeah. If it, I mean, right now they're all bullets out. Uh, he's, he's working towards some being able to, to adjust them to do not bullets out. He's also working on like a, a deal that you would use your Kydex mag pouch, but on his bracket. So then you would get the, the solid part of his, because his brackets, what makes it so solid. So you would get that, but then you could still use like a Kydex pouch of your choice, I think. And that may, that may be kind of limited on which pouches you can use. Uh, but like, so that stuff I think is coming out too. So he's like, Henning's coming out with some cool stuff. Uh, so you definitely need to be like you need to be paying attention to what he's doing in that market because it's it's good stuff. Like I'm extremely impressed uh, with what he's got going there. Heck yeah! So yeah, so like I'm so I'm feeling better and better about my shooting. Like it's it's going good. Uh, I think visualization is going to be a key thing for me, and I'm 
actually practicing that. Like we talk a lot about visualization and doing that at matches, but like actually doing that like in practice and in dry fire, like so that you get to a match and like you start to visualize something, you're like, oh, what am I doing here? Uh, I think it's a, it's a skill set that's worth practicing outside of just matches. All right. So we got our Nationals predictions out of the way. I have taken those predictions and put them in our Discord. Perfect. So our Discordians can see them. So next order of business, have you guys been to Shooter's Connection lately? Because if you haven't, you need to go check out Shooter's Connection. They've got virtually everything you could possibly need for shooting. Uh, they will have it from guns to range bags to pasters to targets. Like They have it uh, super fast shipping. Their staff is extremely involved in the sport, and so you guys need to go check out Shooter's Connection. Uh, yeah, so and use our link if you go like go on YouTube, pick mm -hmm. up one of our latest episodes, and click on our link. Don't just type in Shooters Connection to your address bar. Don't do that. That's not allowed. <laughs> click on our link. Uh, the link will be in the show notes of of any episode as well. You don't have to go to YouTube. Oh, so yeah, even on the, on the podcast, you can click on that link. Use that. Yes. Everybody knows like you've been holding off buying pasters like. You're, you know you're running out, like you've got like you're on your last bottle of Pro Grip. Don't be that guy. Like just go on to Shooter's Connection, get five more bottles of Pro Grip, get another five thousand pasters, and be set. Yeah, dude. Something I was thinking about uh, ordering this week was some fiber to try, because I noticed they have the orange, blue, and violet fiber, mm -hmm. and I've never tried any of those. So I was thinking about trying some of that. Have yeah, I've never to... seen somebody using purple or blue fiber. Yeah. Uh, but I've actually got some on the way. And so I'm kind of curious to try it. And they actually, I don't, I, I haven't used theirs. I haven't used theirs in the past, but they, like, they advertise it as being actual fiber optic. And so it's actually brighter. Like, a lot of people list stuff as fiber optic, but they're actually just plastic oh, yeah. rods. Um, theirs is listed as actual legit fiber optic. So it's going to collect a little bit more light. And be a little bit brighter, um, so that's that's kind of cool. Yeah. So check it out. Use the link. Thank you to Shooters Connection for sponsoring today's episode. Next right. order of business questions. Uh, I got a question. Questions I got one. Well, what's yours? Uh, mine is. Uh, is co is carry optics a communist division? No, the capacity is too high to be communist. It's for commies. Jeff says it's a communist division. It's, it's for commies. It's because Jeff can't afford a dock. Mm. <laughs> it's for commies, man. I don't have a good reason. I don't have any science behind it. I'm just angry at <laughs> carry optics, so they're commies. That's I think awesome. that's I think that's a reasonable take. Yeah, I mean, if anytime you're angry at you know a group of people or you, you call them commies, so 
that's where I'm at. Yeah. I I actually I kind of wonder. I was thinking that just now, like, did USPSA shoot themselves in the foot a little bit by making carry optics too close to production, right? Like basically, it's production with capacity and a dot, and so then it so it just robbed it just robbed all the production shooters. Whereas if it, they had made it slightly yeah. more distinctive from production, maybe it wouldn't have robbed as many. Or is well, the dot is the dot just too alluring to everyone? The the overall combination has stolen from all the divisions. So you got guys that don't want to deal with open guns that break all the time, but still want a dot in high capacity. You got production guys who they want it to be a little easier. You got a dot in high capacity. You have limited guys that don't want to mess with forty. I mean it's it's stolen from every division just for various reasons. Which Yeah. It's po- it's as popular as it is because of how it's set up. The biggest issue I see though is it, it pushes the sport more and more toward everything's high cap, which can cause stages to be less interesting because they're nobody shot anything low cap, so everything's built to run here and shoot eight or sixteen, run over here and shoot eight or sixteen. There's your stage. Yeah. Well, also I shot a club match this last weekend, and. Dude, those stages were so freaking hard for an iron sight gun. Like, so many targets out past, like, 15, 18 yards. A lot of them partials. It it was crazy. And, like, tiny poppers out, you know, 18, 20 yards. Uh, There was, like, a ton of hard shots at this club match. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was just crazy. And, And that's... That's how it is. You know, the more the more dots we throw into the game, the the more the stages go that way, right? So we got the PCC, we got way more people shooting CO. Um, just it makes it more difficult because people are, are catering to those divisions because they, you know, dominate the the majority of the participants. I wouldn't say catering to the divisions, just more that it's been long enough now that there's a lot of people that's all they've ever shot. Like in USPSA, they haven't really shot any iron sight stuff. So, to them, this is a this is an interesting challenge to me with my division. But without better experience, you don't realize, or without more experience in other stuff, you don't realize how like miserable a bunch of partials at twenty yards is with an iron sight gun. Yeah, or you just just lose touch. I I don't know, but it's definitely happening. I mean. I mean, there's pushes. still some, there's still some, some good club matches around here. But the one that I went to this last weekend, it was. I mean, I had to shoot pretty extremely concentrated and and slow to be able to, to hit the stuff. So. Well, I think the big problem though is that that kind of stuff just continues pushing more people there because. Yeah. It gets so hard that's like, all right, I want to shoot a dot and high cap also. I have yeah. a I have a proposal for a rule, a new rule. Oh boy! You cannot be a stage designer if you're shooting PCC at that match. Yeah. How about you can't be a stage designer if you're a commie? That's I mean that seems fair too. Okay. Yeah, hear me out. You could just like, you know, build the stages for the matches and not complain about them all the time. You could what? 
you could also build some stages for your local matches. And when you see stuff that is really bad, you know, maybe nicely coach and explain why we might want to do something different. Oh, no. Go on a podcast and ream about. Yeah, okay. you could do that. I don't know. Somebody, I somebody could potentially match. do that. Yeah. The only local matches I go to, I build all of the match myself, which means I haven't been to a local match in close to 12 months, probably 10 months since I've, since I've had one. We generally see some pretty good stages with our locals. There's an, enough guys with experience in a variety of divisions that you'll run into stuff that's just like, what is this? But for every one of those, you'll have, you know, three okay stages and three good stages. Yeah. That seems about that seems about right. Hmm. All right, what other questions you got, Jeff? Uh, questions. Oh, did you want to talk more about your actual match? I mean, we can if you want to. It wasn't terribly interesting. Um, shot better. It was good. I hit the stuff, except for the long stuff. The very first stage was uh, 30 yards for... Four targets at thirty yards. Four targets at thirty yards. Okay. Yeah, that they was were the open. Whole stage. Yeah, yeah, they were just like spread out, probably like ten yards between them, or maybe five yards between them. Mm. Yeah, it was just like four targets. You draw, shoot them all, reload, shoot them all. Creative. Um, yeah. So, that's what it was, man. And I didn't do great on that one. I did pretty good on the rest of the stages. It looked like you're, I mean, except for like two stages. Speaking of cats, did I just hear a cat? Not here. Oh. Yeah, the, the yeah. two stages that I did not do good at on, at the match were the one that was 30 yards, and it was our very first stage. Maybe later in the match I could have done a little better. And then our last stage, which was also like, I think it was 20 yards through a port that like wasn't directly in front of you. It was like a port that was like five yards in front of you. Oh yeah. That you were shooting through to hit three targets that were down at like 20 yards. And then also on each side you had two targets. So four total partials with a no shoot, uh, that were probably at like 18 yards. (laughs) So that was the other one that I dropped a lot of points on. That sounds like a hurry up and go real slow. It sounds like they might have went a little too far to the extreme of making it hard and not challenging. It is what it is, man. Not it is what it is. Shoot it. Shoot those communist targets. Yeah, that's what it was. Set up for commies. All right. What else? What other questions you got, Jeff, after you drink your tequila? Hmm. It's getting better. I think the sweetness kind of settled down to the bottom. Was it too spicy for you? No. No, it's only like 80 proof or something. That's good. Um, all right, so relevant topic right now. Let's dive into this. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Um, where is it? So... The elections are coming up, correct? And just recently we had a uh, someone drop out of the race, which would be 
Mr. Hopkins, Matt Hopkins, dropped out of the race. So, it's interesting because Matt was kind of like uh, everybody's, I think a lot of people thought or felt that like Matt was going to save USPSA for one reason or another, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I got that vibe from people. Um, so we had a question here. What do you guys think about Matt Hopkins leaving? Um, and then there's, there's also some rumors going around, which I have not, I don't know. I have no, no substance on these rumors. Uh, says her today, he had already moved and told the board or he had already moved and not told the board. Um, and I guess there was a live with uh, Bill Duda. Shoe fast don't suck. I didn't watch that live. Anybody watch that? I didn't. It was I was working. I didn't get to see it. Oh well, I guess they talked about it as well. We're not very equipped for this conversation, honestly. Um. Uh, if he and if he's no longer in Area Three, who will take over as match director? Do you think? Jared, being in Area Three, do you have any idea who would take over Area Director? Uh, I would assume Sherwin will probably do it since, you know, he's still, he actually, well, he moved to the KC area. So he's in the KC area. So I'd assume he'll probably take over because it was still going to be up at the Hornaday range and everything. Yeah. That would be my assumption without any, like, looking into it. That'd be the most logical thing to happen. So does that mean that everybody that signed up for Area 3 thinking, oh, this is going to be a new Area 3 match <laughs> that doesn't have all the crazy Area 3 stuff. Now now Sherwin's back, and now it's going to be the craziest Area 3 ever. I, I don't I don't know how much like set in stone stages or any of that stuff was, so I really have no idea. I guess I'll shoot the stages that end up on the ground there. And uh, worst case, Buffalo Wild Wings will still have cold beer after the match, so it'll be okay. Hey, maybe we will still get to shoot Sherwin's last stand inst- <laughs> since we oh, missed that's true. last year. That's true. You tried to kill me last year for Sherwin's last stand. I didn't get to shoot it, so that's we might um, we might get to do it again. Uh, I for me, like uh, I'm I am sad that Hopkins is is no longer in the uh, in the running for president, like. Mm-hmm. It's like the board won, right? Like, like they neutered that position to a point, and they reduced the salary. Like they, they, they just changed that position so much that like we cannot get as many qualified people vying for that position as possible. And like th- when they made those rules, they may not say this, but I think they made those rules to try to dissuade Matt from running for president. Because uh, I think they were so afraid that you were going to have Ben Steger's buddy leading the organization that that would just dis- they in their mind they think that's the worst thing in the world. I don't think that I don't. I mean, yes, Hopkins is is Ben's buddy. Like, there's no there's no getting around that. But Hopkins was his own person uh, and and his own his own ideas yeah. for the sport. But like, they neutered it that position so much. They cut the salary down so much while still requiring so much travel that. Like, it, I mean, Matt's working for FN now, and I imagine he got 
what is a probably a reasonable offer for his skill set from FN. I've no, I haven't talked to Matt about it, but that it's like, hey, why would I leave thirty thousand dollars on the table to try to fix a sport where you've got a board that's entrenched that's going to do everything to fight me? Um, why why yeah. would I leave that kind of money on the on the table? Again, I'm making up figures as far as what that would be. That maybe that's not fair to talk about. What I mean, the. Mm-hmm. The salary as president is a public is public knowledge, so that's not a that's not a thing. So uh, that to me that's sad. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest; like it raised my eye a little bit when he was like, "Hey, I'm moving out of area and I'm stepping down as area 3. It's like, well, dang, you were only in there for like seven months, eight months. Uh, so there's like that. I mean, that raised my eye a little bit. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I can't imagine too many people want to put up with the BS. Like, I'm actually shocked as many people are running for president. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, sad to see him drop out. Yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, man, they, they really, I don't know. It, it seems like they really screwed up that, that position or, they they created it for a certain demographic, you know, um, well, and that's I don't know. It, it seems it seems wrong, but I don't know, man. Long term, I I don't have a ton of faith in the direction that we are currently headed as an organization. Yeah, that's the vibe. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody's there. I mean, obviously, the, all the financial stuff came out. Like, I, th- I think we, I don't know. I feel like now that now that Matt's out, like, I feel like we've done a, a little bit of a disservice to our listeners that we didn't interview all of the, all of the other, um, what do you call them, candidates? Yeah, candidates. Uh, yeah. Because, like, like, I'll be honest, like, I was just going to vote for Matt, and I was going to, I was going to tell people that I was voting for Matt, like. Like I, I know Yee Min. I don't know the other. I don't know the other applicants or candidates. I know Yee Min, and I really like Yee Min a lot. Um, I like. I love him as an RO, uh, and just like hanging out with Yee Min. I really like Yee Min. I don't have any experience with them outside of that. Um, but and the other candidates, I don't know at all. But it was like so. That was partly why we. I didn't like push to have candidates on and interview all of them. It was like I was just going to say, hey. I think everybody should vote for Hopkins. Well, obviously, I was in probably a substantially different shoe than anyone else because, like, I've shot with Matt weekly for years, and I worked with him, so it's like a pretty good idea of who Matt was, and he was my vote. But yeah, um, I don't know of the other candidates who is the solid choice. I haven't really looked into him enough to to know who is a good option Jeff do you have an opinion on because voting is going to open about the time actually it's going to be open by the time this comes out I think it'll be mm-hmm. I think voting will be live when this airs Who do you have a uh, any thoughts on president for USPSA not right now no like when when voting opens up I'll probably like go look a little bit more so that I can vote and feel good about my vote but not right now i have i have not 
looked at a ton. I watched some of that, uh, the Casual Shooters podcast where they, they had everybody on. I watched some of that, but God, it's hard to get through. Um, I couldn't get through all of that one. Yeah. Too many people on one show. Yeah, and there's like so much delay in it. And it's like, oh my goodness. Like I, I would usually have it on while I was like doing dishes or something. and Yeah. But I mean, it was, there was some good information on there, but that's, I haven't even made it all the way through that. And that's about the extent of, of what I have looked at or listened to. So, um, yeah. And I'm kind of like neutral on, on the rest of the candidates. I mean, I, yeah, I probably was going to vote for Matt, uh, just because like, I know Matt, I've interacted with Matt. I've heard Matt talk for years about the sport and uh and his involvement um so like i i had this like trust like i would trust matt um but yeah i mean i'll i'll figure out one of the candidates i'll vote but like i think i can fairly safely say that like all of us are like whatever you do don't vote for bruce wells yeah i wouldn't Uh, do that uh, I, I will say that uh, maybe the whole podcast doesn't want to say that, but I will say that no, Bruce Wells yeah. is currently the uh, area. Is he area six? I think he's 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 an area director. Like but I think he's yeah. area six director. Um, he he is one that voted for neutering the position of president and making it for anybody only only a retired person basically. Yeah, uh, like he he is the one who voted to strip. Mm-hmm. Uh, the members power like 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 he is he voted to take power away from from actual members so i would vote mm-hmm. for anybody but him um yeah i will say that i i find it funny that i've seen uh i've seen it under bruce wells uh title to make uspsa great again i've seen it under shatilov i saw something today and the title of the article on his was make uspsa great again and then uh, Yee Man's original was you make USPSA great again, but he's at, he changed it really early on in his candidacy that to uh, make USPSA fun. May, I think fun again. I think is is him, but uh, the fact that like literally every candidate is trying to to use that, except yeah. for uh, except for um, crap. Who's the other guy? Um, Money. Money Penny. Steve Money Penny. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I will say like right now, um, I'm probably voting for Yeeman. Uh, I really wish Yeeman was up for DNROI. I know that's not an elected position, mm. but like, I think Yeeman would be fantastic as DNROI. Like he is, he will advocate for the shooter, but he will be fair and he knows the rules and he will be fair to the rules as best he can. Cause he will advocate for the shooter at the same time knowing that like he has to make the right call because that's advocating for all the other shooters at the same time. Uh, and he's not going to run around belittling everyone and treating everybody like crap and acting like he's king of the range, like our current DNROI does. And so I really <laughs> wish he man was, was in that, like was going to be in that position, but mm-hmm. he's not. Um, I will probably vote for him because he's the most active uh, like he's, he's going to the most matches. He is participating and interacting with the most shooters. Uh, so I think he's going to 
be the most yeah. open and hear the most from from other shooters. Uh, I would like to see Steve Moneypenny as like a consultant to like the board and like like because Steve Moneypenny is great about like creating uh, like polls and stuff like that and just like like he's he's really good about that making making things like that and kind of gauging people's interest from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's good. I haven't, I haven't seen him. Does not mean he has not been shoot like does not travel and shoot a lot of matches. I can't say that I've seen him shoot a lot. I've heard that Shatilov, Shatilov basically had not been active since like I'm gonna pick a number and it could be wrong, but like had not really been active since like 2016, 2017 until he announced his candidacy for it, and then now he's since he announced his candidacy has been wanting to shoot a lot more. Um, mm. so that's, that's less of a, I'd mm. rather see somebody who's a lot more active. It's not ideal. If he'd have, if he'd have said he fell off a little bit in like 2020 or 21, I'd, I'd feel a little differently about it. But like, if it was actually like 2016 or 17, when back in the good old days, when primers were cheap and plentiful, yeah, then, uh, that just says you're kind of burned out and you were done with it. I don't know if that's the direction we want to go. And I know Yeeman for matches, like him a lot. I think he's probably got the most name recognition right now, but I don't know what the other guys' platforms and thoughts and stuff are, so I've still got to look into it some more when I get some time. Yeah. Yeah, my biggest, my biggest worry is that you've got, like that it's, if it's Bruce Wells versus the other three, if that's where we're at, then Bruce will win because the other three will split the votes and then whoever Bruce's cadre are uh, is going to so, gonna get all that. So I hope people don't vote for Bruce. That's my biggest thing. So I, I personally have no issues with Bruce, but I don't want to see voting for more of the same thing we've had. And I think that's what Bruce gets us. Yeah, Bruce, I mean, Bruce has ROed me a bunch of times. He's like he for for an older guy, like he brings a ton of energy to ROing and like and and he's great at that, but based on his voting record and based on his behavior as a board member, that he he cannot be he cannot be in the president as president. Um Yeah, what and one of the major issues I have with him is anytime he's he's confronted about like member feedback or this is what the members want or why didn't you do this when you know when the members clearly wanted this or your area was clearly you know saying to do this holy clickety clackety jared jesus typing a message on the discord talking to our peoples it's um, louder than jeff's clickety clackety yeah i guess some freak Get some lube for that thing. Jeez. No kidding. Good night. I like my gaming keyboard just the way it is. <laughs> Raw and unlubed. Anyway, the uh, the main thing I have is when when, he, when people come to him with things like that, he he acts like the entirety of USPSA is the few people that he encounters on the range. Like he starts talking about, oh well, the people I've talked to, I'm like. This this is a pretty big organization, and you you've maybe talked to a hundred people, maybe. Um, and that that's just a huge issue to have that mindset that like you're gonna be able to talk to enough people individually to get the feel for for the organization. 
Um, yeah, that's a big problem I have with, with the way that he thinks. Yeah, and I would kind of wonder if there's like a, a certain demographic is the one that's coming to talk to him that yeah. ignores uh, the rest of the demographic of the sport. Yeah, yeah. Well, the big problem when you start trying to knock stuff into demographics is that I, I don't know how your guys' areas, but like in my area, the people that are doing the bulk of like the setup and stuff, they're the guys that are tr- not necessarily traveling to nationals, but they're the guys that actually like care enough that they're traveling to their area matches or the, the section matches in their area. It's not just the like, you know, casual guy who comes out and pays his 20 bucks and shoots a stage and then might do it next weekend if he has ammo, but it's not like invested. Yeah. And I think that's the, the demographic that really makes or breaks the overall the sport because if we didn't have all those guys in my area, like a handful of us couldn't run all the matches and do everything. Like we need those other guys that are invested in care. Yep. I agree. So. Okay. Um, anything else on that fellas? Nope. Okay. Here we go. We're going to do a speed round real quick before we call it quits. All right. One last, one last speed round. Cause I'm tired. Grow a pair, Jared. Grow a pair. I want to get up and go to the gym tomorrow. So do we. Seven I'm throw questions. Throw that barbell here. around. I think of it as Jeff's head. Okay. Okay. Um. Uh, this one could get deep. Don't get in deep to this one. Okay. Just don't. Would changing junior age to twenty-one, adding super junior at sixteen, be something you would stand behind? Yeah, so super junior if you're over 16 years old. Go, Jared. No, we have plenty of categories. Um, I don't really see what benefit that brings to the sport. Okay. Jeremy. No, I would not support it. Okay, no, me either. That's what we have classes for. Ipsic doesn't have classes, so they have something like that. We have classes. We don't need that. Also, this is quick, but growing the sport through juniors is not how the sport's going to grow. Nope. Okay, next question. How much do I need to bench to make GM? I made it, and I I mean, I, I bet I could throw up a solid 75 pounds. 75? I bet. I bet I could do that. 75? I don't know. Yeah. That might be so pushing he, it. So he should already be GM. I just benched the 35-pound ladies bar. Right. So 35 pounds or 70 pounds. Um, How much do you need to bench to make GM? Let me think about this real quick. Uh, Respectable body weight. You need to be able to bench your body weight. I wonder if I could do that. Who's the one person Jay Cawthon doesn't like? Pass. You're the only person who <laughs> can mom. answer that. You ask that question, you're the only person. Well, you're not the – I can't answer that for you. No. I can, no. but I won't. When is the Hit Factor Summit? Does Jeff still have the raccoon house for people to crash in? Uh, there's no, there's, no. There's no summit. Currently, I'm not saying there never will be, but there's no summit, and no, I don't have the raccoon house. I did, in fact, sell it. 
We're actually we could gonna do mix a, it. We could do a summit at my place. Yeah, you guys can come to Jeremy's house and learn to build 1911s, and I'm gonna stay home. I got a I got a range with two big bays. We could do a summit. Let's do it. Yeah, there, there's no summit, and I don't have the rack right now, so sold it. So right, it was nice enough, to Jeff. have it when I had uh, COVID. It was nice to have that. All done. Let's wrap it up. Uh, thank you, guys. Hopefully, we'll see some of you guys at Nationals. If we do, like, like come say hey. It's like, tell me that the yeah. podcast is cool. Or, that, like, if you tell me that the podcast is bad, but you say you listen, that's just, that's just as good. Like, I'm yeah. fine to hear that, too. It's so, it's so bad, dude. It's so bad. As long as you're listening and you're <laughs> liking, commenting, and subscribing, like, that's fine. Yeah, we forgot to tell people to do all those things at the beginning, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We failed. Yeah. Damn you it. You failed, Jeff. Like, I can't do everything for you. We got to write these things down. We Like, yeah. the list needs to be like, tell people to do this, do this, do this, subscribe, comment for the algorithm. That's the thing we're supposed to say. Um, add us to your playlist if on your preferred podcast platform. Get us in there. Listen. Join the Discord. How can I cut Jeff off? Can I cut join Jeff the, off? Join yeah, the Discord. Close the browser. Just, yeah. I, like, if I close my browser, does he stop talking? Will it no, do not close he, your he browser. He stops talking on your computer. Oh, stop recording, damn it. <laughs>